0: Hello everybody and welcome back to the Marketing Freaks podcast. In this week's episode, I'm joined by Abby and we're going to be talking about Christmas or not Christmas, but Q4 and peak trading for the majority of e-commerce retailers. We're going to be running through what you need to do to be prepared, how to adapt to different scenarios, generally how to get the most from that season on both paid social and paid search. So really hope you find this one useful for your planning. Uh, if you do, please come and subscribe, give us a follow, uh, say hello on social, all that type of things. Always really appreciated. Let's get on with the episode. Merry Christmas, Abby.
1: In July. <laughs> we are, are in jumpers, though.
0: Happy half year. We're in jumpers. It's raining. And it's grey. It's cloudy, and we've made a pathetic effort to look Christmassy. I think it's cute. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, If you're listening to this, then go and watch this on YouTube because then you'll get to see the tinsel, which is probably worth it. Definitely Um, worth it. So definitely go and watch that. So we're going to be talking about Q4, um, but more specifically, how to prepare for Q4 ahead Mm -hmm. of time because as mental as it sounds, in July, this is really the time of year that you need to start planning and preparing and thinking about Q4 and Christmas, So, first point on the list when we were talking through this was a really good point around hygiene on your account and hygiene on your data.
1: And we don't mean taking a shower or brushing your teeth.
0: (laughs) You should do that.
1: Do that before November, please.
0: And then go to a meeting. (laughs) Yeah, at least once.
1: At least once.
0: Uh, So, what do you mean by account hygiene, Abby?
1: What I mean by account hygiene is making sure that all your ducks are in a row, basically. A big one that we are seeing is with um, universal analytics being sunsetted, which just is a nice way of saying bye-bye.
0: Rest in peace. Rest in
1: peace. And GA4 coming in, lots of people have got their tracking in place, but is it tracking everything you need it to be? Is, is it like? Right? Yeah, is it correct? Yeah. Is it pulling through the right data? So going there and making sure that all your data points are correct first point off the list yep. definitely
0: yeah and you want to be doing that ahead of time because these yeah. are not things you want to be panicking about before like
1: it, the it,
0: thursday yeah. before it's something
1: you should be doing black right friday. now regardless of if you're anyway, running yeah. black friday or not but you yep. don't want to be thinking about this in october and then realizing you've got a massive problem on your hands and you need to implement your tracking from scratch
0: yep definitely and there's loads of other bits around that aren't there so yep. making sure your product feeds are correct
1: that they're pulling in all the information because now with these automated campaigns like PMax or advantage plus shopping it's more important than ever that you're feeding the right information in
0: yep big time also like reverse engineering back from that peak period and knowing what you know about how PMax shopping campaigns work and all that type of stuff is there are there any ways you might want to segment your campaigns at that point might you want to build out specific ad sets in meta ads, that type of stuff, which means you're going to need certain labels or yeah. properties within the field to be able to do that. So thinking ahead of time mm-hmm. means you can prepare that and you're not going, oh, okay, let's quickly get this segment live and then, oh no, we haven't got the data to be able to do it on.
1: Yeah. It's, it's still wild to me, four years into working at Overdrive, how many people leave it till last minute for Black Friday? It's yeah. like everybody has summer holidays from like June to like September and then it's like full panic mode. And it's like, just give yourself a break and prepare now. It's... Please.
0: <laughs> it, it is coming.
1: It's coming. It's yeah. going to happen. Yeah, big time.
0: Yeah. And also, I think um, even if you're not sure if you're going to partake this this year, mm-hmm. having a scenario in case you do at the last minute decide that it's something you want to push. Yeah. That's fine.
1: But even if you're not partaking in Black Friday, you're probably still going to, if you're an e-commerce business, have a big push towards Christmas. Yep.
0: And actually, like we're talking about Q4. We're not talking about Black Friday specifically, are no, we? No, generally,
1: so, generally Q, Q4. Yeah.
0: yeah. And yeah. in Q4, patterns are different, right? So yeah, even if you're not doing massive discounts over that um, weekend in November, uh, you're not doing like a big Black Friday sale because you've decided that's not on brand or for whatever reason you still need to plan for q four because mm-hmm. costs go up, yeah, it gets more competitive everyone's there's like a bit of a bum fight for attention and sales and revenue Very and customers much so and you have to have a plan for that because it's it's different shopping behavior
1: and maybe like we have a couple of clients like this, maybe your plan is to massively lower your spend over that period because you know you can't compete. And that's also okay.
0: Very valid.
1: Everybody does not need to do Black Friday.
0: Yep. Yep, totally. Totally agree. I, th- I th- My prediction this year is there will be more brands not partaking over that weekend.
1: Really? Yeah,
0: because I think if you've got retailers or brands that have tight margins already because costs are going up, mm, fair. everything else, and... Do you really want to reduce your margin massively because you've got to have a big discount to compete over that weekend? Mm. Maybe not.
1: I think my prediction is the exact opposite of that. Is it? Yeah. (laughs) I think that potentially people are going to be trying to make up their revenue because they've had a hard year because lots of people are are having a bit of a tough year. Yeah. And they're going to push all their old stock on anything they can find over that period for a really reduced rate. Yeah. But, I mean yep. honestly it, could, it it could go either way.
0: It Could go either way. I think it's I think uh it's going to be a mixed bag of mm. that and you know I'm not saying people are just going to cancel everything over that period of time but I, th- I think people will be a bit more
1: technical. Yeah,
0: a bit more considered about it and mm. not so much a, well everyone's doing it so we should do it.
1: I think that's another thing to consider though with the people who are going to be buying these products at Black Friday which and Q4. is a,
0: an important yeah how are people's buying behaviours people
1: going to behaviors be and having a plan around that as well nobody yeah. can predict it but having a plan around how you're going to be positioning your product Yep. like are you a necessity that people are going to wait for and then get on sale Yep. or are you something that you can put in like a gifting context for Christmas yep. Yep. What, how are you going to frame it so that people find the money to buy your product Yeah. because people are feeling it at the moment
0: definitely I think on that front, people are, will be more selective, won't they? I think so. Over what they choose to buy.
1: Over what they choose to buy. I feel, I'm going to watch this back in January and be so wrong, but that's fine. I feel like for essential big items, like say if somebody needs a new fridge or a new couch or, you know, like those bigger ticket things, they might wait for Black Friday to get the best deal possible.
0: That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Good, all good predictions. All good predictions. Wait, can we watch the
1: back in January and go, wrong, wrong.
0: wrong. <laughs> yeah. We we can. We can. Uh, so, in terms of, like, tactically, yeah. we were talking about, I think probably because there have been so many changes in terms, we've talked about it loads, but in terms of, like, campaign types and automation and all that type of stuff. Yeah. Uh, there's a big thing about learning periods, so um the learning phase for the pixel and meta ads yeah same thing with pmax you have to let the data collect collate, uh collect in the account and there's a learning process Mm -hmm. to be able to optimize that automated process um we were talking before we started about the importance of like get those campaigns running early yeah get the data going through them early it's just such an important part of the prep for this year. It's like a very specific thing, isn't it?
1: Yeah. And I think, especially with Advantage Plus shopping campaigns, so you can have up to 150 creatives in there at one time, which isn't necessarily what I'm recommending, but you can do that, which is pretty wild. It's a lot. It's a lot. And actually, if you start using a campaign like that now and you're starting to see patterns and creative concepts that are working or copy that's working then you can start like finessing that down and drilling it down and learning even more. Yep. Because actually, what I wouldn't recommend, and I see way too much, and we we've got screenshots going around the office and on Black Friday period all the time, of Black Friday ads where you're like, I don't know who you are and I don't know what you're selling. It just says Black Friday. Yeah. And so like, please avoid that. Take the learnings now from your campaign and the finessing that you've done and alter that into a Black Friday ad. Don't throw out all your learnings for like a black square with white writing that says Black Friday on now.
0: Yeah. Please. You're Unless you're gonna...
1: Nike or whoever and people, people know, know you. who you are.
0: Yeah. It's still, you've still got to introduce yourself, haven't <laughs> yeah. you, in your product. You were talking, so just specifically about those campaign types, just to kind of go back onto that. I think uh-huh. the biggest mistake would be uh, you launch a Black Friday campaign's in their own individual brand new campaigns, is that we're saying because yes. then it's like an approval process which takes time, yeah. a learning process which takes time. By the time that's all gone through and settled, it's done and dusted. So you do
1: not want to be doing
0: that. No, definitely not. So for, on practical terms, what we're saying is get your get that campaign structure running and then switch out the elements within that for your promotional period. Mm-hmm. Don't start a fresh brand new campaign at that point
1: we see people do that a lot because it looks prettier in the account you know it's yeah. sectioned out you can see we have black friday is nice fine and, tidy. and we definitely used to do that a few years ago but actually i think this year will probably be one of the first years where we don't do that because of the new campaigns yeah. and how they work
0: yeah and then there's just massively risky isn't it so definitely avoiding that yeah so from a we started to talk about it but from a creative perspective yeah recommendations for this year like I guess it's probably not going to be massively different from a creative perspective but mm. it won't it
1: I think creative changed so much like what works now yeah. has changed so much um I think even last year and this year it it's so much of the like user-generated content like this is true UGC it's Testimonials, it's social proofing, it's people aren't necessarily interacting as much with a brand if they're coming across as a brand yep. anymore. That's have you, true. Yeah. Have you seen American Eagles threads, by the way? Uh, no. I want to send it to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's chaotic, but it's fun. People are inter- interacting with it. I don't know if they're going to buy from American Eagle, but they are interacting with it. Yeah.
0: yeah, no, there's definitely a thing, isn't it? There's a there's a shift in what content yeah. is working and the content that people consume.
1: I think the clever thing to do is to use UGC content or UGC style content, so make it yourself, so you have control yep. over it but make it look very authentic mm-hmm. and have a way that you can have your brand very clearly in there. Cause again, yeah. if it's not clear, then you're missing a trick, but you don't want it yeah. to come across as too branded. So whether that's like a border or a, a bit down the side that says yeah. your brand name or whatever it is, find a way of making that really at the core of it at yeah. the same time. It's a yeah. happy medium.
0: That makes sense. Yeah. You were saying again, one of the things we're talking about was like a very tactical thing of, Sometimes you don't need new Black Friday or promotional uh, creative. Sometimes you can run your winning creative, mm-hmm. but with fresh titles, fresh headlines, fresh copy.
1: Yeah. Actually, what... And this is the whole thing. Like, it makes me so sad that people spend the whole year learning what creative works and they throw it out They'll the window. throw it in the bin. For this black like, yeah. box of white writing. I'm like, come on, Why? Um, no, so we did some interesting testing with a client, and actually saw that they have they have very strong content anyway. Um, they've got a very good um, head of brand, um, and basically we kept that on, and we all we did was change the headline. I mean, it's not rocket science, and was it, it and it did so well. It did really well. And we we did more kind of conventional Black Friday creative in retargeting like where people know them oh, yeah. where you want to be standing out but actually for top funnel giving context was important and the cameras just run and out the
0: cameras run out battery <laughs> that's fine that's fine so um you can go to youtube and watch the first 13 and a half minutes brilliant and then come back here <laughs> um that's fine so yeah i think that's a really important point like not throwing your winners out of the window no. In favor of that. But also that you will need different, well, potentially, you're probably going to really need to think about different creative for different stages of the funnel. So if you're attracting new customers, still need to educate them on who you are and what you're doing. If you're retargeting and people already know you...
1: need to speak to them a bit differently. But if you are using a very a but, isn't it? advantage plus shopping heavy campaign, yeah, then it all gets thrown into the mix and meta decides who it gets served to. Yeah. So, there's an element there and i'm i'm very much i'm very much of the belief that if you try to please everyone you please no one yeah so if you try and make an ad appeal to absolutely everybody it's going to flop
0: yeah
1: so don't be afraid to kind of say okay i'm going to go for this it's going to be more retargeting and put it into advantage plus and see how it goes
0: good advice is the first year of advantage plus shopping it is so that be. Are we be gonna start
1: calling it like A S C or something? Because it's really long to It'll say. Have it's an annoying. Acronym me. Or
0: we can we can make one up. <laughs> okay, set so. a trend. The Oh, one one big question. Do yeah. you think threads will be uh, available for advertising in time for
1: I really hope so and I hope because it'll be nice and cheap. It's, yeah, it'll be nice and cheap. And I hope that it's all through the Meta Ads platform and you can just tick a box for it. Oh, I was
0: going to have to. That's what, what I, I mean.
1: It. I'm just like, I had a dream about that last night.
0: You had a dream about it.
1: <laughs> I dreamed about threads,
0: yes. That's, yeah, wow, okay. <laughs> but you like threads. I really like threads. Yeah.
1: Because th- it gives me 2012 vibes when people would just like comment their random thoughts and I'm nosy, so yeah. I like it.
0: Yeah. I, yeah, I think I'm getting there with it. Mm. It's definitely better than Twitter.
1: If anybody's too serious, I, un- I unfollow them.
0: <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. But that would be interesting, wouldn't it, if it, if it's suddenly available in time for Q4? Be
1: really Well, it will be really interesting as well to see how people interact with advertising on there because although I yeah. do this for a job, I'm not necessarily... I'll be happy for work, but not happy for my own threads feed
0: Yeah, to have ads on it. It's, yeah, I get, I get that. I get that. Yeah. Um are there any other tactics people should be planning ahead of time so things like building up email lists or pre-access I know you've got opinions on pre pre-access for offers and things like that but what what tactical things should people be running now ahead of that period
1: I don't have any opinions I'm not an opinionated person <laughs> uh, uh. Uh. Um yes yeah, so I think it's very, very important that you're building up your first party data, 100%. And yeah, we were discussing this before. I think, again, unless you're, unless you're like one of the big boys like Nike, if you do a, like a pre, pre-launch access lead gen on Meta, it's probably not going to do that well because really, unfortunately, people do not care about your brand as much as you do. Yeah. Right? Like, and it is just the harsh reality of it. You'll get some people who are just loyal, but they're going to buy from you anyway. So you don't really need, and you probably already have their data. Yep. But um, what you can do is offer people something of value that isn't connected to Black Friday.
0: But you're still building up the data. You're still building
1: it up, but you're not saying you get early access because I honestly just, I don't think people care enough. Yeah. But if you offer them something of value, like a percentage off their first order... Yeah. Or um, something for free. People love free stuff.
0: Competitions.
1: Competitions. Competitions is great. But. But you have to know what email journey you're going to take them on. Yeah. You can't treat them like somebody that signed up for 10% off their first order because they will unsubscribe straight away.
0: Yeah, that's very true because they're they're there for the competition aren't they yeah so you can be yeah careful with those offers haven't you
1: i think with the if you segment your audiences that you're building then you can be clever about how you're speaking to them yeah so yeah for i would say for somebody that's signing up for a competition you kind of want to leave them be for a while
0: let them stew
1: yeah and then start heading them with the black friday maybe give them a few nudges so they remember who you are
0: but actually someone who's yeah the it's thinking about the whole end-to-end process, isn't it? And who's who and why they're signing up and that type of stuff. But someone who's signed up for a competition is someone who's keen for an offer. They
1: want to win something.
0: They want to win something. They want to mm. feel like a winner. They're probably the same sort of people that will be uh, in the market for an offer over that Black Friday period. They're, because they're Yeah, they're bargain yeah. hunters. Mm-hmm. So... You're thinking about right mechanisms to build that first-party data or your audience pre your promotional period. What sort of things are going to attract people who are more likely to be keen on those offers when it's time?
1: Yeah, I think you also. And and what
0: do you do with them in in between as well? Yeah, Yeah.
1: I think the other element to that is you can be really clever with running competitions because you it's still awareness. Like, even if people yeah. aren't signing up, it's still awareness. So what are you actually offering as the prize? Like, is it a selection of your items? Like, the ad still needs to be good. I just see so many competition ads where it's um just like a, a lady and there's not really much content. Yeah. So, you know, like, it's they you should still be, be showing bad. your product because it's still eyes on your brand. Yeah, so definitely. So you should always be treating it as a way to get in front of new people.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Any final parting thoughts? No, it's fine.
1: Please, please be more creative with your Black Friday creatives.
0: Absolutely. Please. And if you need help, let us know.
1: Yeah. We're here.
0: We're here for you.
1: I actually love Black Friday. It's so much fun. It
0: is exciting, isn't
1: it? It's always mental and I love
0: it. It is really exciting and uh, it's it's a great, it's a really cool time of year to be working in Performance marketing, I think.
1: It is. It's it is. really cool.
0: But yeah, if anyone's listening to this and wants a bit of help through the period or like a bit of help with planning, shout, like we're here. Yeah. So love a good um, strategy session. Yeah, always, always good. But thank you to everyone for listening. Um, subscribe and we'll see you next time. And thank you, Abby, for joining yet again. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed that episode, please do come and subscribe. Join us for future episodes where we talk about the ins and outs of running paid media and driving
1: improved conversions and revenue for your business. See you next time.